1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 10, the scripture says this, Then the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. How does God speak to our hearts? He speaks to us through the word of God, through the Bible that we open and read. That is God's primary way to speak to us. Well, you're listening to Real Truth for Today, and I'm your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve, the pastor of First Baptist Church in Texarkana, Texas, and the founder of From His Heart Ministries. From His Heart is heard every weekday, or uh, week weeknight, I should say, at 6 p.m. Central Time, right here on American Family Radio. Well, today it is a great treat to have as my special guest, Dr. Uh, Richard Blackaby. Uh, Dr. Blackaby is a friend of mine. He's been at our church. He's preached at First Baptist Texarkana many years ago. Uh, Richard is the president of the Atlanta-based Blackaby Ministries International, and he's the general editor of the brand new CSB, Christian Standard Bible, Experiencing God Bible. And I have a copy of it. They graciously sent me a beautiful Bible. And we're going to talk about that today, about the Word of God and how the Word of God changes lives because God speaks through His Word. So, Dr. Blackaby, welcome to the program. Jeff, it's good to be with you. Well, it's great to have you. And I just want to say, Richard, I'm so sorry about your mom. My heart goes out to you guys. Well, thank you. She's uh, the most uh, strongest woman that I ever knew. Uh, Full of joy and laughter and love and uh, and kind of a sudden thing. Uh, only knew she was dying for two months and uh, but had a glorious funeral and uh, people celebrated a, a life really well lived. Amen. How old was she? Eighty three. Eighty three. Uh, suddenly discovered she had liver cancer and just uh, things went down very rapidly. But very brave woman. Uh, she. She said to me, as she knew she was dying, she said, I, Richard, I'm not afraid to die, she said, but uh, I've certainly enjoyed living. <laughs> <laughs> How, how's your dad handling this tragedy? Well, he's, uh, you know, they were married over 62 years, and so he, and she was the raging extrovert, and he was the introvert, and uh, so it's very quiet for him now, but uh, he lives about 10 minutes from me, and, and so when I'm in town, I'll usually try to drop by. Uh, when I've got a little bit of time and just hang out with him for a bit. And, uh, you know, he's a strong man as well, a strong face, but uh, just getting used to not having yeah. her ever around anymore till till they are reunited one day. I wrote a book uh, some years ago called Life Interrupted, How to Face a New Normal. And it's amazing mm. how many people get upset at that phrase, a new normal. And I responded mm. to one lady just today, and I said, well, you know, when my father died, it changed everything for my mom, and she, her routine, her daily routine was totally different. She had a new normal. You may not like the yeah. phrase, but it is descriptive, and it is accurate. Yeah, and, you know, you, you too many people, I think, we get frustrated because we, we want a different life than the one we have. And uh, my, my mother just taught me to just make the most of the life you do have. You know, find the good in this life, not wishing you had a different life. And and so I, you know, dad dragged her off to Canada with no money and bitterly cold winters <laughs> and five kids. And and it uh, wasn't necessarily the life that she'd anticipated, but she always made the most of it. And so I've just, one of the things I learned from her was just quit complaining about the life you have and let God show you what good he has for the life you're in at the moment. 
Amen. That's a good word. Now, was your dad born in Canada? He was. Yeah, he grew up in Canada and uh, went off to seminary in in, uh, San Francisco. And that's when he met my mother, who was an American. So he is very Canadian. She's very American. And and, uh, all of us kids ended up with both citizenships. So we've, we've all lived about half our lives in each country and and now my kids are dual citizens, so it's uh, kind of an interesting perspective when you've lived half your life in different countries. Yeah. Well, tell me, uh, Richard, about the, the new work, the uh, CSB yeah. Experiencing God Bible. It looks uh, well, it's, looks very intriguing. Yeah. It's, well, you know, Experiencing God now has been out 30 years. It's still one of the best sellers that Lifeway uh, Christian Publishers produces, and, uh, and they, it just has transformed so many lives. And Years and years ago, there was a, a, a experience in God's study Bible, and it it was out for a number of years, and people really enjoyed it. But uh, eventually, like a lot of products, it just went out of print. And uh, during COVID, they, uh, the publisher came back and said, we've just had a lot of people wishing they had this back. Would you be willing to overhaul it, add a bunch of new features, and, and beef it up some more? And, and so we did, and I really like what... Uh, how it's come out, and basically, especially if, whether you, I mean, you can you get a lot out of it whether you've taken the course, experiencing God or not. But it basically it's designed to help people experience God as they read their Bible. Amen. Okay, so now when it came out the first time, that was with the Holman Standard Version. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think what it what it was. I think it might have been uh, it, that Holman wasn't out then. So oh, okay. It, it, it might have been NIV. It might have been uh, New King James. I can't remember now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so yeah. Why, why with the CSB? Well, primarily it's because uh, it's a Lifeway Bible, and uh, it's that's their brand of, uh, of translation. And, uh, and they, you know, it's a newer one that's, that's pretty conservative, and uh, uh, I've been using that one, just familiarizing myself with it. And so, you know, I... I, we all have our favorites, and uh, I find sometimes it's it's you don't want to get too far afield, but uh, you know sometimes it's good just to read from a different translation, just yeah. see things differently, and uh, it's, it's it's the same Bible, but you're getting a fresh look at it with uh, maybe a few different translated words that way. Debbie, my wife, she likes to do that. She she always reads the Bible through every year, and she likes to pick a different version to to do that. Uh, I personally have trouble with that because I have verses memorized in a in yeah. an American standard and it, then it really messes me up when I start. <laughs> yeah, there's some that I still, I, I used to use the American standard all the time and, uh, and memorized a lot in there. And so I, 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 I don't usually change my memorization. If I memorized it one way, I, I keep it. And I, and there's some like the new King James or something. I, I just, I do like the poetic feel to it. Sometimes I, the, um, and so, you know, I, you have to kind of go with what really speaks to your heart. But, uh, but yeah, that's sometimes so we can get in ruts and, you know, we keep right. reading and seeing, seeing the same thing we've, we've seen lots of times before. And, and there's so much more in the Bible, you know, it's, you, there's always another depth you can go in God's word to, to see things, um, that you have missed in previous readings. Yeah, that's so true. Well, when I study and for sermons, I'm looking at a lot of different versions to see, okay, how does this say it and how, you know, what are some other 
translations of this this Greek word or Hebrew word. So, uh, well, Richard, let me ask you this. Somebody that's not familiar with experiencing God, and I took that course. I, I wanted to tell you, I think I've told you this before, but when God was working in my heart to call me in the ministry, it was experiencing God that he really used to to kind of push me in that direction and say, this is what I have for you. I was um, married, three kids, had a good job, but I had that, as your dad talks about, the holy restlessness, and I had that. And uh, so, boy, that course was instrumental for me, and I just want to... uh, Thank you guys for putting that all together. But what would somebody, if they were saying, well, I need a new Bible, uh, tell me why I should get this one? Well, you know, anyone who's ever heard my dad preach or teach um, just knows that over and over again, people will just, I I watched it for years and years. People would come not knowing what to expect. And then as dad began to just teach the Word of God, people would frantically grabbing sheets of paper and pens and starting to write things down and and you could just see God just moving in a powerful way and pastors who'd been pastors for years would say Henry I've preached on this passage for years and I've never seen that I've never noticed that God's word says that and thank you and and so basically what this is is it's a way it's it's as if my dad was studying the bible with you and so as you're as you're going to read a chapter You'll just have notes from my dad saying, now, as you read, pay close attention to this, and notice how, what God says here. And uh, and you get to the end of the chapter, and he's got comments about, now, did you notice how God said this? And did you notice how God worked in this person's life? And and, and basically, it's just trying to say, that's you're, you're relating to the very same God that did that. And so expect God to work in your life in similar ways. And uh and so it's just like uh, being in a Bible study with my dad, just helping you to see <laughs> stuff maybe he might have missed otherwise. Uh, and that's the beauty of study Bibles sometimes. There's, some Bibles are really heavy on a lot of technical stuff, and there's certainly some information in this Bible too, but it's really kind of designed more to help you have an encounter with God while you're d- reading the Bible. And and so many people, unfortunately, say you know reading the Bible can be kind of boring to them, and they have to force themselves to do it. And and so this is really an attempt to say that the last thing reading the Bible should be is boring. You just have been missing a bunch of stuff. If you'd mm-hmm. noticed what was in there, you'd be, you know, scared to death or as excited as could be. And so this is going to try to help you to make sure you don't miss a lot of the stuff that's right there on the pages in front of you. That's very good. Very good. Well, we're talking to Dr. Richard Blackaby, the editor of the Christian Standard Bible Experiencing God Bible. And for our AFR listeners today, we're giving away three copies of the CSB Experiencing God Bible, edited by Dr. Richard Blackaby. And for your chance to receive this new Bible study, uh, this new study Bible, I'm sorry, uh, that's designed to help you experience God personally with with Henry's notes in it, uh, send an email with your name and address to Bible at fromhisheart.org. That's Bible, B-I-B-L-E, at fromhisheart.org. And we'll give away three of these beautiful Bibles. Well, Richard, let me ask you this. As you were uh, the managing editor for this, how did uh, how did immersing yourself in every aspect of uh, Scripture uh, challenge you, change you? Because, you know, we read what we read, but sometimes we're not spending a lot of time maybe in Obadiah or Nahum or, or a book like that. 
Yeah, and uh, I tell you, it's, it's really was wonderful for me to basically just read through very carefully the entire Bible and uh, to, to draw upon all kinds of observations of people like my dad and just to, to see things I had not seen before. And uh, you just begin to realize, the, you know, the, there's an ongoing story with God. It's uh, Sometimes we think you, you just sort of open the Bible and just read from some passage and and that's fine, but you don't. We sometimes miss the fact that God is. This has been an ongoing process and journey with God and His people for many, many years, and, and everything builds upon what He's done and said before. And and uh, He's the very same God. He doesn't. In the Bible, you might be hundreds of years apart, and and yet He's the very same. The same concerns, same love, same holiness, and uh, so it really spoke to me. It's. I, I really encourage people to do that. I, the only problem sometimes is just if you just choose to read the Bible through in a year is that you tend to read on the surface quite a bit because you're mm-hmm. you've got a bunch of chapters to cover every day and uh, and so I you know I, I say it's fine to do that but you you also want to read slowly and carefully and reflectively because that's you, you want to go deep in God's word right. and not just long you know and so. I tend to encourage people maybe at night or before you go to bed, read a couple of chapters just as a you know, just reading it. Mm-hmm. But uh, but in the morning or whenever you have a little bit more time, look at less passages, but but go deep and read the notes and reflect and stop and pray and ask God to help you to understand why that is relevant for your life. And uh, so that's certainly a lot of what I was doing. Uh, and I'll tell you, you can't you can't immerse yourself in God's word without it changing you. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, I always tell new Christians, Richard. I said it's better to read for depth than distance, because if you yeah. read, it, it, I'd rather read two verses and really have it speak to my heart than read ten chapters and can't remember anything I read. And that's so, right, exactly. Uh, well, we're talking to Dr. Richard Blackaby. We're talking about the CSB Experiencing God Bible. Richard's dad, Henry, wrote the curriculum, Experiencing God, that has been used by the Lord to change lives uh, the world over, and I know he used it in my life personally, and uh, Richard is a a great friend, and Richard, I don't know if you remember, but we saw each other at the Southern Baptist Convention, had a good good visit together, and uh, so... Glad to hear that God's still (laughs) blessing your ministry so, so mightily. Amen. Amen. Well, you're listening to Real Truth for today, and I am Pastor Jeff Shreve. We're going to take a quick break, and then we will be back with Dr. Richard Blackaby. Don't go away. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. The credit card debt happened when my daughter was born. I was using one credit card account to roll over into another credit card account, and it was snowballing. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. When I first called Trinity, the representative understood the need based on the situation. There were great people to work with. From the first phone call that I made, they had me on a track to mitigate the credit card debt. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. Working with Trinity gave me the ability to save thousands of dollars. 
My name's Doug, and thanks to Trinity, I'm debt-free for keeps. Call Trinity at 1-800-788-1813. That's 1-800-788-1813. The purpose of government is to secure God-given or inalienable rights to man. America's premier historian, David Barton. John Dickinson, who's also a signer of the Constitution, he said, an inalienable right is a right which God gave to you and which no inferior power has a right to take away. Wall Builders Live captures the ideas of the Founding Fathers and then applies those ideas to the issues of today. Sunday morning at 1130 Central on American Family Radio. Hi, this is Pastor Robert Morris. I'm often asked, how do I grow in my relationship with the Lord? How do I hear God? What is God's plan and purpose for me? I want to personally invite you to join me on Sunday mornings right here on AFR for worship and the Word. And we will discover the answer to these questions together. We'll explore the truths found in God's Word that will help you strengthen your faith and develop a more intimate relationship with Him. My sister won't admit she's not anything. Can I forgive her if she hasn't asked for forgiveness? What keeps you from forgiving? Well, doesn't it mean I'm letting her off the hook? When you forgive someone, what you're really doing is taking them off your hook and transferring them to God's hook. Forgiveness acknowledges that God is the judge and vengeance belongs to Him. The life of Joseph illustrates this. His brothers sold him into slavery. Years later, when he became the second most powerful leader in Egypt, he had the ability to take vengeance. But he said, am I in the place of God? He chose to trust God and forgive. If there's someone you refuse to forgive, it really means you're putting yourself in the place of God. So why not take the offender off your hook and trust the ultimate judge? With Seeking Him, I'm Nancy DeMoss Wagamuth. Welcome back to Real Truth for Today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here. I have in my hands the Experiencing God Bible, Knowing and Doing the Will of God in the Christian Standard Version. And it's uh, hot off the presses. And I have uh, a special offer today for our AFR listeners. We're going to give away three copies of this Experiencing God Bible edited by Dr. Richard Blackaby, our special guest today. And for your chance to receive this new study Bible, that's designed to help you experience God personally with great notes and questions in it, send us an email with your name and address and send to Bible at fromhisheart.org. That's Bible at fromhisheart.org. We'd love for you to win, and, and we'd love to send you a copy of this great new Bible study book. Well, um, Richard, let's talk about the uh, the the crux of knowing and doing God's will, the seven realities of experiencing God. For those that aren't familiar, can you go over with those, what those are? Yeah, well, there's, uh, when my dad was trying to just help people understand how God typically works with people, he came up with these seven realities. And, uh, and the first one is simply that God is always at work around you. And there's a lot of people that this has been revolutionary for them because they would say, well, I'm not a pastor, I'm just an ordinary person, and I've, you know, God's not doing anything in my world, my family, my workplace. And then as they started going through the course, they began to 
recognize it, it wasn't that he wasn't working it's that they'd never learned how to recognize his activity and lo and behold they discovered he was at work all over the place and at work in their kids and their and their colleagues at work and so on and the second one just that god pursues a love relationship with you that's real it's not it's not just a, a something you read in the book it's you can experience the love of god uh for for you and and he pursues you he he desires it and I can't tell you how many people have said, you know, before experiencing God, they said, I, I went to church every Sunday, but I, I had no idea that I could actually experience God, that he, that he loved me and wanted to spend time with me. And they've said it, it just has changed my quiet times, the Bible readings, prayer. Suddenly I'm spending time with someone that loves me with an infinite love. And, and then it just that God invites you to join him. He, he wants you to be involved in his activity. And I'll tell you what, I'm at an age now where I just, uh, I don't want to spend the rest of my life just simply pursuing Richard goals and doing Richard things. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, the, the best stuff I've ever done have been the God things. And when, once you've been swept up into the activity of God, you, you're never content just doing a bunch of your own stuff after that. And uh, our problem is when we pray, we tend to invite God into our activity. <laughs> we say, God, I'm going to do this. I'd love for you to bless it. Uh, but biblically, the, the pattern is, no, what God is doing is always a lot more important than what you're doing. So God lets you uh, leave the stuff you're doing and join him, and suddenly you're a part of something that's eternal, that's uh, that's as big as the kingdom of God, and uh, will last forever, and, and will change lives, and that's that's much bigger. And, uh, and then just the fact that the fourth reality is just that God speaks, and he, he speaks a number of ways. Of course, to the Bible is the, the, the clearest way, the, the, the most powerful way. Uh, but the Holy Spirit, when he enters your life, uh, you have all you have God in your life. You have Jesus in your life. And Jesus certainly doesn't just sit back quietly and let you just make a mess of things. He's, uh, <laughs> he, knows, he knows what's best for you. He knows why you, he knows God's purpose for your life. He knows how you can experience abundant life. And so, He's going to use every method uh, possible uh, to direct you and guide you and lead you into abundant life. And so a lot of people get hung up and say, well, I've never heard God speak out loud to me. And I'd say, well, that's just one of many, many ways that he speaks. Uh, he, you know, I, he, he can speak through your wife. He can speak through a friend. He can speak through his word. Uh, his, the Holy Spirit within you can place something on your heart. There's In the Bible, there's just numerous ways in which God communicated. Um, so don't get too hung up on hearing an audible voice. Mm-hmm. I've heard from God lots of times. It was, he didn't speak out loud, but it was loud and clear. I, <laughs> and then, of course, when God speaks, you've got to you gotta do something about it. And In right. fact, when Almighty God speaks to you, it's gonna, it could scare you to death. Uh, like you <laughs> said, you might have a, a good job, a comfortable life. You may not see yourself gifted to be a pastor or a missionary or an evangelist or to speak in public or to to do whatever he asks you to do, because God does God-sized things. And mm-hmm. uh, if if we, we tend to think, well, God just wants me to do what I can do on my own and in my own strength and in my own skill set, and I say, well, but that doesn't bring any glory to God, to you simply to do what you could do all on your own. Um, but when all of a sudden you're doing stuff that only God could do and that it brings glory to him because of how you do it, that, that changes everything. And, and so, uh, and so this, the sixth reality is just, you can't stay where you are and go with God. You, you have to make adjustments. And my dad famously says in the study, uh, too many people 
they want to go with Jesus. They just don't want to get out of their fishing boat. They want to just stay where right. they are doing what they've always done, but they just want there to be miracles. And and uh, if you're going to experience God's power in your life, you've got to go with him, and that that's going to involve change. And and then finally, just when you do get out of your boat, when you take that risk, that step of faith, and you just obey what you know God wants you to do, you begin experiencing God in ways you just never dreamed were possible. And it, it sounds like even in your own life, you know, you you had a good life before, but but when you went with God, you did what he was leading you to do, um, then all of a sudden you began experiencing him in all kinds of ways you never had before. That's exactly right. You know, Richard, uh, people have that question, especially uh, younger people, college-age people, maybe people in their 20s and 30s, uh, Christians that are seeking the will of God. What does God want for my life? You know, we start thinking about, does God want me in the ministry? What profession does he want me to be in? It seemed like in college that was a constant Mm -hmm. uh, knowing God's will. You know, I love how your dad just said, hey, find where God is working and join him. Um, yeah. and, and God's not playing the shell game with his will. I think a lot of us, we get that idea that the will of God is this elusive thing that he, he's not wanting to share with us for some reason, and we're just striving, you know, is it door number one, door number two, or door number three? Mm-hmm. Uh, why, is, why is that uh, a wrong way to think about the will of God? Well, you know, one thing my dad taught was that Christians can be incredibly self-centered, and uh, you wouldn't think so, but we, but we are. And so my dad always said, if you ask the wrong question, you get the wrong answer. And so our problem is we keep saying, God, what is your perfect will for me? What, what, tell me the plan, the game plan, you know. And um, and it's it's really all about us. It's I just I want to have a great life and don't want to mess up. But but my dad just taught it. The, the Bible is God centered. It's about what God is doing. Yes. And so if you focus on that. Uh, and you get your eyes on God and what He's doing, then all of a sudden uh, the focus now is on Him, not you. And what what happens is then suddenly you realize, well, God is doing this in my world, and it looks like He's wanting me to join Him, and that that that's very freeing. It's uh, and it's and it's God centered, and so you will you will discover what God wants for you, but it comes by seeking God, not by just being self-absorbed and you know, terrified that one day you might miss God's will for your life. Just just learn to recognize God and his activity and you'll and if you, every day you just join in whatever he's inviting you to do that day. He may invite you to go to seminary and prepare for ministry. He might invite you to start teaching a Bible study at your church. He might invite you to start a Bible study at your workplace in the lunch hour. Um, and all you don't know the whole plan. All you know is that God is inviting you to join him here and but then you look back on your life and you realize, you know, day by day, he was guiding me directly to where he wanted me to be. But it was about what he wanted to do through me. It wasn't about just this beautiful, fun kind of plan that he had designed, like a cruise ship entertainment director, just trying to <laughs> give me a great life day by, you know. Um, and so if you, so a lot of the confusion is we get way too self-absorbed. And, yes. and God's doing all kinds of stuff around us, but we don't want to... We don't really give, want to give that much attention because we're so focused on ourselves. And uh, I'd say just when, when God makes it clear that he's doing something and you have an opportunity now to join him, just d- jump in on what God's doing. And lo and behold, you'll end up with a great life yourself. Amen. There's a little phrase I learned years ago, Richard. It said, to know the will of God in all things, 
do the will of God in the small things. Uh, lots of times we want to know these things that we don't know, and God's saying, well, you're not doing the things that I told you to do that you do know. Why am I going to share more truth with you for you not to do it? And, yeah, uh, yeah. So, well, and, and God's all about a relationship with us. We, we, it's not primarily about doing anyway. It's about just relating and loving and being mm-hmm. in fellowship with Him. And if you if you read the Gospels, you'll see over and over again, Jesus would it says He would call the twelve disciples to Himself, and then He'd send them out. But it always began by the, the, their relationship with Him. And so, when you're not sure what to do next, I'd say, well, you always know what you can do. That is, draw near to Him. To spend time with him, enjoy him, and out of that relationship, out of that abiding, uh, will come all kinds of fruit in the days to come. Well, and I think, too, um, I encourage people, listen, you want to serve the Lord, <clears throat> start serving. Get out of the boat. Take a step of faith. It's yeah. hard to steer a parked car. And so, <laughs> you know, if you'll start moving, <clears throat> God can direct you in the area because, let's face it, we're all gifted differently, and God has uh, special places he wants to use us. You know, if you're a hammer, you don't want to be trying to, to screw in bolt or, or you know, Phillips had screws, um, and so mm-hmm. God wants to use you in the way that He's gifted you. And, uh, and there's always something uh, to do, you know. But uh, and and one of the guiding principles of my entire life and ministry has just been: if you're faithful in a little, then God gives you more. And so I don't need to worry about the more. I just need to be careful that I'm being faithful in the little. Amen. Amen. Well, uh, what was the uh, favorite part for you in this process? Because this had to take a long time. Yeah, well, you know, I think it was just over and over again, just seeing how God changes lives and uh, how uh, anyone who thinks that the Christian life is boring has never actually done it, you know, because when you start relating to Almighty God that created a whole universe uh, and has the redemption of all humanity on his agenda, uh, and then he comes and says, how would you like to join me in that? Um that's just exciting. And so you, you see it all through the Bible. God just constantly trying to get his... It, it, what's interesting is um, you'd think that he'd have a real hard time getting unbelievers' attention, but but the Bible spends most of the time God's trying to get his own people uh, to adjust themselves to him, mm-hmm. to, to heed his voice. Uh, and when God's people get their relationship with God right, it doesn't take long before the unbelieving world starts to feel the impact. That's for sure. I had uh, Erwin Lutzer on the program just a couple of weeks ago, and, and I asked him, I said, if you look at the seven letters to the seven churches in the book of the Revelation, I said, which which letter do you think corresponds to America today? And he said, Prob- probably Sardis, where the Lord is saying, wake up. Uh, we have a sleeping church that needs to wake up to uh, to what's going on around us, be like the sons of Issachar, able to discern the times and what Israel should do. Um, I'll ask you that question, Richard. Where would you put America in the seven letters? Well, you know, there's a, there's, we, we fit several of them for sure. I, I like the church, uh, the, the letter to Ephesus, just because they'd had a rich heritage. They'd had a great past. They'd had some really great leaders in the past, but but their present wasn't very good. And uh, when God had to save, just because you've done it right in the past and you've had revivals in the past, don't think that everything is well now. And, uh, in fact, he says, if you don't quickly repent and turn from those wicked ways, I'm going to come and remove your lampstand. And 
I'll tell you what, I, there's, there's over 4,000 churches in America that close their doors every year, and we often blame Satan for that. We, we blame spiritual warfare for that. But in that, in that letter to Ephesus, God, the risen Christ said, I'll shut you. If you're not going to be the church that you ought to be, that you were called to be, I'll take you out. I'll remove your lampstand. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a, a pretty sobering word to say a bunch of those churches it wasn't that there was just demographic shifts and, you know, people, the community changed. It's that their hearts changed. And so to the church at Ephesus, he says, now, re- remember, you know, remember the things in the past. Remember your first love. You've somehow lost your first love. You, you used to love me so much you'd do anything, and now you're so busy with all your activities that you, you don't even realize you're not pleasing to me anymore. And so... Yeah, there's uh, there's lots of churches still as busy as ever with all their meetings and activities, but they're but but Jesus is getting ready to remove their lampstand if they won't repent because they've they've lost their their first love. Yeah, if the salt loses loses its saltiness, you know it's good for nothing except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot by men. I've said for a long time, Richard, that you know if you get away from preaching the word and speaking the truth in love. Um, you're getting away from the heartbeat of what the Lord has called you to do as a church and as a as a pastor. Um, that's what Paul told Timothy: preach the word. The power is in the word; it's not in our uh, creativity or ingenuity. I love that about your dad. I love that about you too. Uh, not uh, a high energy Robin Williams kind of guy. Just a uh, confident, uh, solid in the Lord. Very solid in scripture and sharing the truth of God. You know, I think for young pastors, uh, sometimes they can see these guys that are super charismatic just in their personality. And we can say, well, I'm not like that. So I guess I can't do what they do. But if you stay faithful to the Lord, to the word and to the Lord, man, he'll use you. Yeah. And it's, and that's certainly what I recognize about my dad. You know, he was not, I, I wouldn't say the most gifted, uh, eloquent uh, preacher uh, the, the most skilled leader, uh, best organizer, marketer, um, didn't use technology very well, <laughs> but he, he believed with all his heart that, that God's word and that God would do exactly what he said he would do. And, and so he just kept seeing amazing things happen. And, and world leaders uh, wanted to talk to him. You know, CEOs of Fortune 500 companies wanted to be discipled by him. And You'd look and say, well, you're a great leader yourself, but they would just say, but there's something about him. He just he just knows God in a way yes. that I wish I knew him. And, uh, and, of course, that's something all of us can do. We can all know God intimately. Um, that's Amen. not something you have to have a certain IQ level to do. That's just you have to have a heart to do. Amen. And, and I guess the, the thing that, more than anything, that I learned from my dad was, you can, you can be an ordinary person, and, and yet when you relate to an extraordinary God, uh, then anything is possible. And Amen. Uh, I, I witnessed it. When I, you hear I, this. This is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at afn.net and sign up for our daily news brief at afn.net.
AFA is no longer dependent on Facebook or YouTube to live stream our original programming. As of now, American Family Radio shows like Today's Issues, The Court, Airing the Addisons, and The Hamilton Corner are streaming live on the AFA streaming app. Independent live streaming is the next step as we come out from among them and separate ourselves unto the Lord. Search AFA Streaming or visit streaming.afa.net to sign up. Introducing AFA Streaming, a new online platform that hosts all AFA-produced video content, including documentaries, church curriculum, American Family Radio shows, and our Cultural Institute series. The Constitution only works in the atmosphere of Christianity. Critical race theory and intersectionality are new religious frameworks. The Christian must say, as Paul said to the Galatians, there is no new gospel. AFA Streaming is a vital step that we are taking to fulfill our vision to be a leading organization in biblical worldview training for cultural transformation. You'll find top-notch resources that address the issues of our day related to marriage, family, the sanctity of life, and many others. Start streaming today, streaming.afa.net. We've always had an interest. God has given us a gift of being able to help a lot of people with their finances and budgets and stuff. Bernie and Alice Larson are faithful supporters of the American Family Association. We were thinking about the charitable gift annuities, and we'd never heard of that before, but we thought, well, we'd always wanted to leave some of our money with for God, but we didn't know where or how. And it, we felt like this was put into our laps as answer to our prayers as to what we could do after we're gone. The Larsons learned that a charitable gift annuity from the AFA Foundation would provide them with monthly income for life, as well as supporting the American Family Association into the future. You can learn more about charitable annuities and other financial products at afafoundation.net or call 800-326-4543, extension 345. You just can't outgive God, and He just keeps pouring back into us. Welcome back to Real Truth for Today. Pastor Jeff Shreve here. We're talking to Dr. Richard Blackaby about the brand new Experiencing God Bible. It is uh, the Christian Standard Version, and it is a great resource filled with wonderful questions and, and enriching comments to help your Bible study really come alive. As Richard and I have been talking, it, it's, uh, it's easy for people maybe to fall into a rut, and, and they don't see the richness of the Word. And, and uh, the notes that are from Henry Blackaby and Richard Blackaby really bring things out that maybe we missed when we were reading. And so this would be a great Christmas gift. I encourage you to check Check it out, the Experiencing God Bible, Knowing and Doing the Will of God. And we're having a special uh, with From His Heart. So for our AFR listeners, we're going to give away three of these Bibles. Just send an email if you want to be a part of this drawing. Send an email with your name and address to Bible at FromHisHeart.org. That's Bible at FromHisHeart.org. Well, uh, Richard, let me ask you this. Um, as, as you spend time in the Word of God, you know, 
new Christians especially. It's like, okay, I hear you guys preach, and I hear you come up with these things. Um, I don't get the same thing out of the Word that you get, and the same Holy Spirit that lives in your heart lives in my heart, but how is it that the Bible study can be maybe uh, missed by some and, and gained by others? What, what's the disconnect for people? Well, certainly there are people that have that experience, and, and there's lots of reasons for that. Uh, you know, I, if I were just to sort of, it's like taking your car and uh, there's something wrong and you, you were going to run a bunch of battery tests to find out what it is. Uh, if you came and told me that you weren't getting much from God's Word, uh, I'd probably run you through some tests, and I'd, I'd, I'd first probably ask you, well, how much time are you giving God if you're if you're racing in and out, uh, then there's probably not time to get anywhere deep, uh, profound. Uh, my dad used to just say you need to have unhurried time with God, where you've allotted enough time, you're not looking at your watch the whole time, thinking you got to hurry up and get to work before the traffic gets too bad. Uh, so give it enough time, and uh, and then get your heart ready. Uh, if you're not, ex- what what happens often is we we get to the place where we're not expecting to hear God say anything, and so sure enough, we don't hear anything. So I'd prepare my heart. I'd, I'd make sure I was in a place I was ready to hear. Uh, certainly, if you want to hear God say something fresh to you, you need to have adequately responded to the last thing he said. Keep your accounts uh, up to date with him. And uh, and then, you know, get some get some study Bibles like this uh, Experience in God Study Bible or others. There, there's some that can just help you. I think if, you, if you're staring at just the, the pages of the Scripture itself and you're not seeing very much, then... Get a study Bible that helps you to see things and, to, and notice things, and and you'll learn how to do it yourself after a while. But sometimes it's helpful uh, to have a Bible that says, "Now look at verse 13. Notice what God said there. <laughs> right. uh, now, what do you think He's trying to do in you know this person's life, and how might He do that in your life?" And and then after a while, you begin to to notice things you hadn't noticed before. So certainly don't give up. It's, it, it doesn't take a certain IQ. Doesn't take you don't have to be a professional pastor with a seminary degree for you to hear God speak through his word, but um, it does take time. you got to spend some time mm-hmm. with him and develop uh, just a comfort level in hearing God speak through his word. Well, there's an old phrase that God does business with those who mean business, and I, I think mm-hmm. that's so true. As you're talking about looking at your watch and trying to, hey, God, i got two minutes, give me a fresh word, um, that's that's in my, in my mind, in my heart, that's just so disrespectful to God. And uh, this is the greatest uh, point of your day is to spend time with the King of Kings. So you want to give him your full attention with your heart. Now, I realize people do have schedules, and, and I don't have six hours to to do this in the morning. But in the time that you have, give, give God all that you have. Give him your full attention, your full, full focus. Uh, Richard, I don't know about you, but in our day and age with so many electronics with our phone or iPad and things ringing and dinging and notifications and all that, I have found that it's a lot harder to to carve out that uninterrupted, unhurried time. Have you seen that true in your own life? Are you still there? Uh-oh. Richard, Richard, are you still there? All right. Well, we, we've been talking to Dr. Richard Blackaby, and I think we have some uh, technical problems. 
but uh, hopefully he'll be coming back. Let me just let you know again, we have a special giveaway with From His Heart Ministries. So if you want to be involved in a special giveaway for this brand new study Bible, Experiencing God Study Bible, uh, you can go online to Bible at FromHisHeart.org. Give us your name and address. Email us at that at that address, Bible at FromHisHeart.org, and we'll have the uh, drawing later today. So, Rich, Richard, can you hear me? Yes, uh, yeah. Uh, we went blank on me there for a minute. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, so I was talking about the, the distractions that are much more prevalent today than they were 15 or 20 years ago with all the electronics and our phone and our iPad yeah. and things ringing and dinging and notifications and and how the devil uses that to uh, take away that unhurried time with the Lord and distracted time. Have you experienced that in your own life and, and how do you combat that? Oh, certainly. And I'm, uh, you know, we, we, it's, we live in a distracted age and we're constantly being notified. Um, and I'm I'm pretty obsessive about answering emails and returning calls and and so things bombard me electronically and I'm it's, it's I have to battle against the distraction to stop my quiet time for a minute while I answer this email that just came in or something and so I I pretty well have to just shut things down and uh, close things up and and just say I'm I, right now I'm talking to God there's nothing more there's no email more important than what a conversation with God. And uh, and and I, I just the word that God keeps giving me of late is just focus. Uh, the the people I think that hear the most, that are impacted the most, are the people that focus the most and just give God their full attention. And so that may mean finding a quieter place to have your your, your quiet time, uh, shutting stuff. Don't turn all your electronics on until you've met with God first. Um, mm-hmm. It does say something if we you know we're more curious to see what people messaged us during the night than we're curious to hear what God has to say first thing in the morning. So mm. um, make him the priority at uh, it, 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 that point of the day, and uh, I suspect you'll hear a lot more than if he's just one of a bunch of voices you're trying to pay attention to at the same time. That's so true. Okay, so the phrase, find where God is working and join him, that your dad uh, came up with. How does a person find where God is working? Well, you have to know God. You have to be familiar with who he is, and when you are familiar with God, you'll start noticing things that only God could do happening around your life. My, my dad uh, explained, for instance, you know, people don't naturally seek after God. Scripture says that people don't do that. They, they, don't, they don't seek after him. And so if you're at work and all of a sudden a colleague uh, just out of the blue over lunch starts talking about God, uh, the, the Bible, uh, the you know, heaven, uh, you that's where he sort of captures your attention to say, wait a minute, that's people don't normally just do that. There seems to be a seeking for God here. Uh, that must be the Spirit of God at work. And uh, and there's just certain things that uh, when they happen, the Spirit within you will just alert you to say, no, this is from me. Uh, you know, someone in your church just asked if you would, you would help work with the teenagers uh, on Wednesday nights and at the church. And uh, even as they were saying that to you, your heart started to race, and you just felt as if the Spirit of God was saying, "Now listen to this. This is this is a divine invitation here." Mm-hmm. Um, but you got to you have to become familiar with the Holy Spirit's voice and working. Otherwise, you'll just be confused. You'll you'll be chasing after this and that and hoping you got it right. But 
but God wants you to know his voice. He wants you to know when he's guiding you. And so if you just take time to spend with him, you'll, you'll start to recognize the difference between his voice and any other voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things Debbie's always talking about is, is, you know, wisdom is knowing the difference between what is best and what is good, because we can yeah. fill our lives with good things, but we miss the best thing. And, uh, and often, Richard, as you've been saying, often those things are outside of our comfort zones. Um, mm-hmm. And that's why our hearts race. You know, it's, uh, it's getting out of the boat. If you want to walk on water, you got to get out of the boat. And, uh, yeah, and I, every job change, I've had a couple kind of career changes, and, and I never was looking for them. I, every, every job I've ever had in my adult life, I've been content to stay there till I, you know, t- the rest of my life. And then all of a sudden, I, God just came at me in a way that I couldn't miss it. And, uh, and typically, he also confirmed that with, in my wife. Uh, sometimes she even knew before I did that a change was coming, and uh, and then godly friends, I you know that knew me and had prayed for me, uh, and it just becomes obvious. I'm I'm always just content with whatever God put in front of me, but God has ways of letting you know. Okay, I'm going to do a new thing in your life now, and and if you're listening carefully, the your the Spirit of God has lots of ways to let you know this is from me. Okay, so Richard, as we've been talking about the, the brand new study Bible, and maybe somebody just joined us, uh, give us just a brief little uh, synopsis of, of why uh, getting the Experiencing God study Bible will be a blessing to them. Well, if you just really want uh, to have the kind of Bible readings and quiet times where as you open the pages of the Bible, you just sense God speaking to you and, uh, and guiding you, then this is this is completely designed for that. It's designed to help you have your own experience with God. It does, it's not there to tell you about other people's experience. It's there to help you have an encounter. And uh, so the, all the helps, the focus, the questions, the guidance is all aimed at you not missing those uh, things that God is trying to say to you that could uh, forever change your life. Now, Experiencing God was uh, produced in, originally in 1990. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, now you have updated it since then, correct? Yeah, not twice, but uh, the last time just came out in uh, April this year, so it's brand new, uh, better than ever. Yes, so somebody that's never taken the course, because it's, it's a 12-week uh, course, study study course, uh, if I remember correctly, 12 weeks, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah. so what, what can they... Uh, is the Bible and the study, the, the Experiencing God study, should those be done together, or is that just two different things? Well, that are... you, the study, I'd I do that first. You could certainly get the Bible at the same time and uh, and do that together, but but the, the Experiencing God will help you view the Bible differently than you ever have before. It'll help you know how to experience God, like perhaps you've never been helped before, so you know, you take that. You, the the best way to do experiencing God, the study, is to do it with several other people, and just to to walk through it together and talk about what God's saying, what you're learning. But you don't have to do it that way. You can just do it yourself and just make that maybe your quiet time for the next several weeks. Just you work through the material, answer the questions, reflect on what what it points out, and uh, it won't take long. I, I I anywhere I go in the world, I've had people come up and tell me that. That God used that material to change their life, and so yeah, it, the the course will certainly help you understand the Bible better. But uh, 
but you can you can do either one and you don't have to have done the course to benefit from the bible you can get the bible and it will just start directing you to ways that you can experience god as you read as well and you have updated videos to go along with the the uh training we do and the the good thing about it, it used to be that you'd have to buy an experiencing god book and then you'd also have to buy a set of dvds but uh, in the, the, the most recent one, the brand new video is actually with me and my oldest son. So my dad's oldest son and his oldest grandson do the videos this time. But if you buy a, a workbook, then it'll have a code that will allow you to watch all the videos as much as you want. And so those are all thrown in with the workbook now, which used to be over $100 just for the videos. And so now you get a workbook and then ever after you can watch the videos as much as you want. And like I said, it just came out in April, but we're hearing all kinds of reports from churches that have already are doing the study or have done it, and they're saying it's it's better than it's ever been. So this is a good time, actually, if you want to do experiencing God, because now the book is 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 updated and cleaner and uh, offers a lot more than it ever has before. Amen. It's a great study. It changed my life, and I am uh, a testimonial to the fact that uh, the the truths that are recorded in uh, experiencing God. Uh, really do uh, alter how you see God and how you understand the Word and how you can find the will of God, find where God is working, and join Him in that because God is a good God who has a wonderful plan for us as we join Him in the work. So, Richard, thank you so much for being my guest today. You are a blessing, my friend, and uh, if you are ever coming through uh, on I-30, I want you to stop in and see me. And, uh, oh, I'd you, love to. Yeah, we, you've got a great church, a great ministry, and I really appreciate what you're doing for the Lord. Thank you, my brother. Well, we've been talking to Dr. Richard Blackaby, president of Blackaby Ministries, and the brand-new study Bible, Experiencing God, Knowing and Doing the Will of God. Uh, just to let you know, we are having a drawing for uh, three uh, copies of this great new study Bible we're giving away. Just send us an email at Bible at fromhisheart.org, bible at fromhisheart.org, and uh, we would love to be able to send you one of those. But go and purchase one. Get one for Christmas for that special someone that needs to spend time in the Word of God. It will be a blessing to them. Well, thank you for listening to Real Truth for today, and I am your host, Pastor Jeff Shreve. It is such a joy and a privilege for me to come and share with you each morning. I look forward to tomorrow as we... uh, Talk to Kirk and Patty Kyle about a miracle of healing that she experienced with cancer. Hey, go out, shine for Christ, and share what great things the Lord has done for you, and God will use you as his witness. God bless. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.